Welcome into episode 37 of the Level Flight Podcast. My name is Connor Rabchak. Shortly, I will be joined by Elliot and Brian as well. And on today's episode, we talked about the upcoming prospect development camp before doing our very own prospect pyramid. We ranked every Jets draft pick since 2018 from tiers 1 through 5, and we'd love to hear whether or not you agree. Now, before we get into the episode, I actually wanted to take a second to thank everyone who listens to the podcast and supports us. June was our best month ever, numbers-wise, and we honestly could not be more thankful. We started this in school as just a project to do. Um, We love talking about the Jets, and we love doing this every week, and it would not be possible without the support of our listeners. So thank you, and enjoy episode 37. You're listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. And welcome into episode 37, the Connor Hellebuck episode of the Level Flight Podcast. I'm joined by Elliot and Brian today, and if you are on YouTube, <laughs> you'll see that Brian is at the lake. <laughs> Brian, how you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I'm just relaxing out here. It's I'm kind of unplugged for the last little bit, so it's been nice. Very nice. Um, we understand that you're on data. So your visit on today's episode won't be yes. as long as we hope, but <laughs> we appreciate you coming out because I, I don't know, it looks like a nice morning there. You can enjoy some coffee, still eight in the morning and just chill out. Maybe yeah. jump in the water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Elliot, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm trying to get over a couple sea bears losses. So a little t- tough <laughs> road trip so far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, looking like another team we know on a tough road trip. Can't seem to get over the hump. <laughs> the Bombers? Oh no, they they got smoked at home. Never mind. Yeah. Um. Anyways, in the fortress. In the fortress. Um. Yeah. So there is stuff within the organization this week that we can actually talk about. There's development camp, which is happening for the first time in, I don't know, four years, five years since COVID. Um which I'm super excited for. I know Elliot and I are going to be going. Brian's at the lake, so I don't know how likely his his appearance is going to those practices. But <laughs> um, we're going to try and make an effort because the roster looks really good. Um, a lot of first-round picks, um, both goalies that are have impressed. And, yeah, it should be fun. We'll, we'll dive into it a little bit more, but um, I want to get more thoughts from Brian just on development camp in general before he has to uh, – get out of here <laughs> yeah i'll uh i'll give my thoughts and i'll uh i'll duck out because i have no idea how long i'll be able to sustain my uh my video <laughs> or audio here but um no i think that uh it's the fact that it's back this year should be i think a bigger story because it was i i remember when it was announced that they weren't doing it and everyone mm-hmm. was just livid um but no, I think that this year you're going to get a lot of really, really exciting 
you know, little scrimmages. And I'm just thinking of that, that prospect pool now and recently how it's been sort of the excitement level of it is a lot higher. So you got, you're going to have guys like, you know, Lambert and Lucius and, and uh, did I see McGordy on the list? Yes, yep. he will be there. All right. So yeah, you'll see that. And that'll be more of a future thing because he's returning to school, but um right. The fact that you can see it and it'll be sort of like a glimpse into the future, I think that should be exciting for a lot of people. Um, personally, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, the immediate sort of uh, oh hello I'm here from uh, Colby Barlow. Um, yeah. But no, I I think it should be great. I wish I could make it, but uh, as much as I could say, or I wish I could say, I'd I'd be at the lake. I I have to go back tonight and I have to work this week, so I can't mm. actually can't actually go. But uh, you know. Elliot and Connor will most certainly be able to, you know, give their insight. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, enjoy your final hours at the lake. Um, maybe jump in the water one last time and, uh, and we'll see you back in Winnipeg on Twitter. in a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if the thing comes out, I'll debate it, but it's cloudy, cool, and windy right now. Yeah. So maybe I'll just do some fishing instead. There you right. go. There you go. Make the most of it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Brian from the lake. Brian from the lake. Boom. There he is. (laughs) See you guys. See you next week. All righty. Now it's just yes, it's you and I. It's us with regular reception. Here we are. All right. Um, (laughs) Let's uh, let's get into it. I mean, development camp. I want to know your thoughts because yeah, it's the first time in five years. Uh, the forward prospect pool is really deep. If you look at the roster, you look at the forwards, and then you look at the defense, it's pretty, pretty big contrast there because defense, it's like Salamonson, Kuzmin, Garrett Brown. Or no, was he on the he's No, not Garrett on the list Brown because, is not. Yeah. There's a couple names on the list that we will talk about in our little uh, little thing that we got going on afterwards. Yeah, uh, Just to read you out yes. the defensive, Antonio Hannison, Tyrell Bauer. Elias Salmonson, Dimitri Kuzmin, a couple free agent bring-ins, Jordan Turingi, Josh Zinger, Scooter Brickley, and Wyatt Wilson, uh, who is with the Winnipeg Ice. Oh, I guess that – sorry, I didn't see the asterisk. That is also a free agent bring-in. So they didn't have enough defensemen then. So they brought in guys in the development camp. Right. Then I will read you off the forwards, and you can see what the difference is here. McGrory, Lambert, Barlow, Lucius, Danny Shilkin, Fabian Wagner, Zach Nering, Jacob Julian – Parker Ford, Connor Levis, Carson Golding, Nikita Chiprikov, Davis Burnside, David Chen, Luis Jamernik, and Jack Williams. I know I read off the other names, but you can see that the first bunch of names that I said were more draft picks from this upcoming season. I am actually surprised. You said Garrett Brown. I'm surprised he's not here. Well, Kelly Moore um, had a tweet that said that he has school commitments. At the University of Denver, I believe is where he's going. So, I mean, you can't really blame him if no. he's, you know, doing school stuff. Oh, well, but hey, McGordy's um, there, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, but there are times I was talking to you about it because there are times where the forward forwards and defense are going to be on different rinks yeah. at the Iceplex or the Hockey for All Center now. Um, and I, I was saying to you, like every single time we're going to pick the forwards, the rink with yeah. the forwards, because there's multiple first round picks. Chipperkov, Zilkin, who we really like. Um, there's just so much talent on the forward group. And then the goaltending as well. I can't yeah. wait to watch that with Divincentis. How does he look? You know, Rucker McGorry's going to be shooting on him 
all camp and Brad Lambert and Chaz Lucius. Um, so it'll be it'll be really fun. I'm excited to go back. I'm glad that it's open to the public because I remember going to both of these back in the day where it would be this and then it'd be training camp, right? Mm-hmm. And going to the Hockey for All Center, um, if you've followed me on Twitter, you know that the last two training camps I've gone and filmed like just a ton of clips and just posted them all. I'm going to do that again. I'm glad we can do it for rookie development camp because people care more about, you know, what what McGrady's doing rather than like Adam Lowry. Yeah. If McGrady makes a cool play at practice, more people care about it than Morgan Barron, right? Like it's just it's just <laughs> toe drag bar down from Lambert. It's just is a human bit nature. Than yeah, toe drag yeah. bar down from Morgan Barron, but it's just because he's a first rounder and it's the future and people get excited about that and it's it's going to be fun. I hope it's a good turnout. Um, but yeah, what what are some things that specifically you're looking for? I know, me personally. I want to see the health of Chaz Lucius because he's been injured a few times now. He got hurt after six games, I think it was, with the the Portland Winterhawks. So I want to see if he's healthy. I want to see how he looks. I want to see if he looks like his regular self because it's been, I think, four or five months since that injury. So um, him going up against the speedy Lambert, the strong, powerful McGordy, it'll be a good – the scrimmages will be a good indicator of how healthy he really is. Uh, going into training camp. But what are some things that you're watching for that could be Chaz Lucius being healthy or something else? Yeah, I like like you said, I think a big thing is going to be uh, Lucius's health. There were questions over if he was going to be at the development camp or not. This obviously signals that if he's here, he's healthy, he's maybe ready to go. We'll see. We'll see if healthy they actually enough. take him out of specific drills. Maybe he's wearing a non-contact jersey. He may just do stuff like shooting drills, that sort of thing, skating stuff. He may mm-hmm. not be in the scrimmages. We'll see. But uh, yeah, it, it, I'm super. I'm super excited to see a couple of the players that are going to be there. I think seeing Barlow is going to be cool. Getting him ready. Yeah. I'm also. I also want to see some of the new forwards that the Jets tr- drafted as well. Like Zach Naring is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I know. Levis was a seventh round pick, but it, I, as far as I know, he was higher up on most people's lists in terms of just talent wise. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued that they've brought him and not like a Jacob Julian or um, who's the other one. There was, there's another pick in there. Um, oh no, no, it's just narrowing and Julian, but I'm surprised that Julian's Millich. not there either. <laughs> yeah. I guess Millich was after Millich. that. I'm, th- I'm thinking he was there. a forward, but, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, but obviously right. Millich is going to be there. So I think right. the goaltending battle is going to be cool. I'm just hoping that one of the goalies, either um, Milich or DiVincentis, are with the forwards tomorrow because the yeah. goalies start at 9:45. And I think they start at 9:45 just to get warmed up. Like yeah. you'll see, usually you'll see Hellebuck like at training camp. You'll see Hellebuck come out 15 minutes early and just take shots from whoever, whichever forward is ready in the dressing room. Will come out and just shoot, <laughs> and yeah. it'll be like they're just warming up, but. Milic, I'm glad you brought up the goalies because Milic is turning pro next season because yeah. he's he's aged out of the of the dub, right? So against McGrory, Lucius, Lambert, all these talented shooters, he needs to be like up to the task because if he's going to be turning pro next year and playing for the Moose, um, he's going to be facing good competition. Like that's the AHL is a big step the, up I from hope the dub. They right? throw out tomorrow at ten yeah. o'clock because goalies go with either one of the groups there's right. three goalies um the other one is another name we're going to talk about in a little bit logan neaton 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping it's not Neaton with the forwards tomorrow and the other two are with the defensemen. I'm hoping they split up DiVincenzis and Milic and kind of flip them back and forth between forwards yeah. and defensemen so that they both get um, both get development. Obviously, Logan Neaton, we'll talk about him in a little bit, was a draft pick from 2019. And I don't think he was a later round goalie that didn't have as much hyper upside as you would yeah. expect from these other two. So yeah. not that I don't care about his development. And if he breaks out, he breaks out. But just as a general, a lot of people are excited about Millage. Like yeah. a lot of people, because well, they saw him at the world juniors. That's why. Exactly. exactly. And he played great at the world juniors too. Yeah. Like he kept Canada in some, in some games that they won close there at the end. So uh, there's reason to be excited. And then people who went to see the Winnipeg ice for Seattle Thunderbirds games here and saw Millage play great. Um, I don't know. There, there's a lot of excitement for a fifth round goalie, but it's kind of warranted because he's got a decent pedigree um, in the last year or so. So I'm excited to see him. Divincentis, we've talked about him a lot. Um, I think people OHL should be excited to see him too. Yeah. 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 You, you don't get the award for playing middling as a seventh yeah. round pick or yeah, seventh round pick. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. And I remember watching him at training camp last year. So I want to see, how how obviously he's developed because he's went on to win OHL goalie of the year. So I want and to they see almost like made the Memorial Cup like he was almost yeah. there and Trent instead. So I, yeah, and I want to see how much better he is, um, how much quicker he is, stuff like that. Goalies are hard to like scout and like really get a read on, but I have a feeling with him it'll be noticeable because yeah. again, you don't just go from seventh round pick to OHL goalie of the year doing the same things, right? So it's I'm so excited. It starts tomorrow. When you're hearing this episode, it'll be today, this morning. Um, we wanted to get this episode out earlier in the week to kind of tee, tee up uh, development camp because we're both going to be there. I yep. know you're going to be there Wednesday. You said maybe Friday as well. I'm going um, to I'm try to get there as much as I can. Just There you go. Yeah, I'll be there probably be every day because I'm I'm not busy in the mornings usually. So <laughs> I'll just go to the Hockey for All Center. Why not? Might yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. And to kind of, you know, add some excitement around development camp, we've got a a tier list ready to go. Elliot Elliot cooked up a tier list last night. If you want yeah. to go on Tier Maker, um, it's there. Do it yourself. Yeah. Um, Incidentally, it's... there were names we weren't going to put on the list. Right. But I'm glad that we did because they're actually now, we now actually looking at the full development roster. And I should have beforehand. But I just put in, and we'll get into it in a second. I put in a bunch of names. I thought, well, they haven't shown too much. We haven't heard from them. Do I want to put them in? And I put them in, and I'm glad I did because they're going to be at development camp tomorrow. So there you go. Yep, there you go. We gotta, we gotta cover everyone, right? Um. So yeah, let's let's get into it. First, we're gonna hear a uh, an ad read from DraftKings. Um, Brian, who's at the lake, is gonna do our ad read because he always does it. Let's hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. All right. So, uh, you know, there's various different sports going on uh you know but mm-hmm. right now you got things you know like the mlb you got different things that you can you know check out on DraftKings sportsbook so new customers download the DraftKings sportsbook app and use code thpn just bet five dollars to score 150 dollars in bonus bonus bets instantly that's code thpn only at DraftKings sportsbook if you have a gambling problem please call 1-800-GAMBLER in massachusetts Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
in Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill uh, Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Uh, all games re- uh, are regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with the Hollywood Casino and Charles, uh, Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available uh, for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets uh, expire seven days after uh, uh, issuance. Um, one boost per eligible game, often required uh, for uh, 100% boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. If you're on YouTube, you can see the uh, the tier we've got going on here, the tier maker. There's a lot of Jets prospects on this list. We've got um, graduated, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, and tier five. We're going to be selecting these players into these dif- different tiers based on you know what we think their potential is, right? Do the Jets have any tier one prospects? That's a question we were asking ourselves mm-hmm. before making this episode because do you count Perfetti? Is he lower into tier two now after the injuries? There's a lot of a lot of questions around the top end of the group. Let's do this first. Tier one is like franchise cornerstone, going to be for the Jets for the next decade, amazing player, surefire prospect. Um, so like maybe Cole Perfetti, if you're really high yeah. on Cole Perfetti. Tier two, we were saying, would be like a top six forward, top four D. So um, guy that will be there, but not like... Not really like a superstar, but yeah, like a... a, a Nikolai Ehlers, like a great top six player. Yeah. Um, tier three is more of a middle six slash second pairing if it's a de- if it's a defenseman. So um, not really like a top line player. Like maybe they have that upside, but their potential is more projected to be kind of like a third line player at the NHL level. Tier four is like a bubble NHLer slash AHLer, and then tier five we're just labeling off as a bust. Yeah. Um, or just so, yeah. hasn't worked out or didn't get hasn't the opportunity yeah. or whatever the case right. may be. Right. So I don't know, unless you have anything else to, to preview this, I think we should get rolling. Well, other than the graduate, like the graduated tier, I think it's self-explanatory. Right. It's just guys we think that have now hit either we were, Connor and I were saying 24, but even we were saying if you've had a decent amount of NHL experience, you've had your opportunity or for some players, you're going to be getting your opportunity soon. And you won't be considered a prospect anymore, and it's go time. You got to show something. Yeah, that's where that graduated tier comes from. Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good shout. Let's get into it. Um, we're gonna start with the graduated tier and just get those names kind of off the list, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So first off, I'm gonna throw David Gustafson up here. Yeah. Um. He's had a rough stretch of injuries at the NHL level. Um. But I think we know what kind of player he's gonna be. And that is a fourth line center, maybe third line if he can put a full season together and post some strong analytics. But at this stage in his career, too many injuries. I just he's past the point of a prospect. We know where he's at in his development. We know what he's going to be. And we know when he he is healthy, we know that he's going to be good. Like Mm -hmm. he's a solid third or fourth line, more more so fourth line center. Like I, I like what he brings to the table. He's a good penalty killer. That yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, he has to stay healthy. Um, I will also mention once we've put them in the graduated tier, they will no longer be in the prospect pyramid. 
So we're hoping to right. do this years on years. Every year. Yeah. So yeah. So someone like Gustafson gets in the graduated tier and hopefully he stays healthy and he has a good career now, no longer a prospect. But anyway, there you go. That's about all to say about yeah. David Gustafson. Yeah, true. It interesting camp battle, fourth line center with Kapari, yeah. um, Gustafson. Yeah, it's it would have been Stenlin, but he signed elsewhere. Yeah, it's something to watch for for sure. Yeah. Um, this guy hasn't gotten a chance in the NHL yet, but I'm gonna go Declan Chisholm. Is yeah. graduated as well. I think we know that his ceiling in the NHL is kind of a, a solid number five or number six defenseman, like a puck moving offensive specialist number five. Um, again, he hasn't gotten his chance. He was an NHL All Star last year, but yeah. I don't know. Do you agree with that? I I agree. Yeah. I think he, yeah. he's got to go. Like he's got to get ready to go here. Like mm-hmm. now, I know we said twenty four was the age limit. He's already twenty three. He should be turning twenty four this year. So right. he's getting there in age, and he's kind of reaching his ceiling in terms of what he can do in the AHL. That's also another thing that I kind of want to say is part of the graduated tier. If we feel like you're in the AHL, you haven't got you really gotten your chance yet, but we feel like you've hit your cap at what you can develop at in the minors or in juniors or whatever, then you hit the graduated tier because there's not much else for you to do. If you can't make it, if you can't play at the NHL level, either a, the jets got to trade you or you got to find, find somewhere else to play in North America or wherever. And Chisholm is no longer waivers exempt this upcoming year. A lot of people have made note of that saying the jets need to make room for Declan Chisholm on the back end or else they're going to lose him for nothing. Right. Um, So that's something to watch for as well. Um, what other names are you looking at here for the graduated I th- tier? I mean, I Nathan only... Smith. Yeah, I guess Nathan Smith. Um, who's been traded to the Coyotes at this point. Yeah. Um, we don't need to go in depth. He was traded for an LTIR dump of Brian Little's contract. Um, but I don't know. Is there any other names that are standing out here? As... The only one that would be Billy Hanel. I would people that people would. <laughs> right. Cause he has, he's gotten his chance quote unquote, but not in long spurts. Like we've hoped he would. Hmm. Yeah, let's throw let's throw Villy up there in graduated, and then we can just make note of where he. Oh, not tier one. Um, <laughs> that would be that would be a take. Um, back back but, in twenty twenty, <laughs> that he's tier one, but tier I, one, not yeah. now. Um, no, I will make note of where we would put him once we go down the tiers here. But I, I I would agree. I think he's graduated. I think we know his ceiling at the NHL is kind of a, a solid number four defenseman at the at this point in his career. Yeah. Um, so let's get into tier one franchise cornerstones, um, surefire prospects that are guaranteed to provide like star value at the NHL level. Is Cole Perfetti a tier one prospect is the question here, because I, I don't think you can put maybe you could argue Lambert off the season he just had in the WHL, but he did struggle in the AHL. So I'm not really ready to put him at the at tier one. Yeah. Um, and then McGrory and Barlow, I don't think are there yet. And there's no one else you could really consider for this spot. Yeah. Um, but what what are your thoughts on Perfetti? Is he a tier one or is he a, a high end tier two prospect? To me, I think that well, I think he is maybe probably a tier one. Okay. I know he. I know we technically could put him in the graduated category. I know when Connor and I were doing this by ourselves. We compared mm-hmm. notes. I put him in the graduated tier because I thought that he had played enough games. Like if you're if we're putting Villy in there, probably should put <laughs> Perfetti. 
but I think Perfetti still has some ways to develop at right. still as a player. And he's already in the top six. Like he's comfortably in the top six right now. Exactly. And theoretically, like if you put him, if you could find a way to put him next to a shooter on the first line, whether that be a Kyle Connor or somebody else. Gabe Velarde. Yeah, I get, yeah, I gave Velarde. Like if this year, as long as he's playing on the left wing, which I'm assuming the Jets are doing with bringing I don't know. Kupari, but I don't we'll know see. because Chevy said that Perfetti's going to get his chance at center quote unquote. That was what he said. So I don't know if that means training camp. They're going to give it a look. I don't know if that means the first 10 games of the season, they're going to give it a look, but I think putting Perfetti at center is a great idea because on the wings, he's engaged in more board battles. Um, He's gotten hurt along the wall twice already in his very short NHL career. Um, And he was drafted as a center. Like when he was coming out, he was a center. So I don't think, I think it's a great idea to try him there. Whether or not it works out is another story because Velarde is also could play center. Um, but I think putting Perfetti in the middle of Velarde and Nino or something along those lines would be yeah. or Ehlers or Cal Connor, just some shooters because we know how good of a setup man he is. Um, and maybe he breaks out as a center, right? Maybe he yeah. hits another level that we haven't seen yet, but he's got to stay healthy. The flashes have been there, um, but I, I agree with you. I think he's a tier one prospect. Yeah, I think the other reason why is, as we mentioned a couple of times, he's a tier one prospect because he's been injured. Like, yes, mm-hmm. Billy hasn't played enough games, but he hasn't really been injured. He hasn't gotten mm-hmm. his opportunity, right. but we don't think he can develop anymore. Perfetti, we know, can develop more, and he keeps and he's been injured. So that's yeah. why he's still considered a prospect, because he hasn't hit his ceiling yet. He's only 21. Right. It's 21. So there's a lot of room there for for growth um, in the next year or two. It has to yeah. happen in the next year or two. I think this is a contract year coming up. Um, so you might mm-hmm. see a, a breakout season. I don't think you can really argue anyone else for tier one. No. Um, so we're, we'll move into tier two here. There's a button. And, and, and just want to make it clear, just because you don't have. Yeah. As lo- really? Just like, because you don't have a lot of players in tier one isn't a bad thing. Having right. Connor's going to start throwing names here in tier two. And yeah. I think that's fantastic. Do you want to still have a bunch of tier two prospects? You still need guys. Right. There's, there's going to be more guys in normally in your organization that fit that top six, middle six. And then once we get down there, especially bottom six role, then tier one, having mm-hmm. one player in tier one is pretty good. Lots of teams don't even have anybody in tier one for a long time. Lots of times they have tier two or tons of tier three prospects. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like tier one prospects, some some contending organizations, like you said, don't have any because they're picking late all the time, right? Cole Perfetti was an earlier pick in the first round, but we know the Jets are always picking in the middle of the first round because that's where they are at the end of the season. Um, so having a like a decent amount of tier two prospects and having a tier one prospect at all is is a good sign, and they're all forwards. Yeah. Um, for those not on YouTube, I threw Lambert and McGrordy into tier two because those two are locks um, because yeah, first round picks, the production is there. Um, they're still very, very young, but they will, they'll pick it up in the next year or two development camp. We will see them both. Um, yeah. But Lambert, we've, we've raved about him. He's, his production has been off the charts with the Thunderbirds. Um, McGrordy's got another year left at Michigan, but I'm really excited to see what he does this week. Um and yeah, now 
the questions for tier two for me, Chaz Lucius and Colby Barlow. Because Lucius, I think you could put up there, but he's been hurt too much. Like Lucius had 15 points in six WHL games. He's in the same space as Cole Perfetti. That's an incredible pace, but he's he's just hasn't stayed healthy. So I don't know if that I don't know if you can put him in tier two because he just hasn't been able to put long stretches together. And this is such a critical time for development, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What are you where where are you on Chaz Lucius? Uh, I'm still in the camp of he should be tier two. Okay. Theoretically, if we're, if we're placing Cole Perfetti in tier one, I think we need to give Chaz Lucius the benefit of the doubt. And we go based off of, um, talent alone, talent and potential. So yeah. if we're giving Cole Perfetti the benefit of the doubt and he's in tier one, I think Lucius should be in tier two. Now that's not to say next year, if he has another injury that I wouldn't be opposed to bumping him down to tier three because mm-hmm. he keeps getting injured. But I think for right now, because he's had one injury previous and then now he's had one this year, I think that I think you can give him one more season, especially if we've given Perfetti. Perfetti's been injured twice already. So yeah. if we're given that, then Lucius's been injured twice. So yeah, I, I think no, I, tier two is fine. I can get behind that because the talent is there, right? So I'm I'm here with you. Now, Colby Barlow, I know you're a big fan. But is he in the same tier as Lambert, McGrory, and Lucius? Are we at ready this to, stage, to make that? I don't know. I think, as... like, what we're also kind of doing here, if you're on YouTube, is they're kind of in in um, order as well. Like, the graduated class, no. But tier two, I think Lambert, then McGrory, then Lucius. I mean, Lambert and McGrory, I think, are a coin flip for who you yeah. think is the better prospect at this point. Um, but then lucius then barlow so i'd say yeah i'd be Kobe i'd be barlow okay with be that if we're, if we're doing it by order then i'm okay with yeah. that barlow could be at the lower end of tier two um just because he's he's 18 like or 17 we we don't even know we haven't seen anything yet the the first year after the draft is arguably the biggest year like the biggest year for development you saw it with brad lambert he took off when he went down to the whl so yeah this is a big year for him, and I I think he has the potential to be in that tier two. But at the moment, he's kind of at the lower end. Would you? Would you? Agree I, I with would that? agree, and we know that yeah. his floor is lower. Right. Oh, sorry, it's higher. Sorry, higher. he's a higher, higher floor. Higher. Yeah, he's a like, higher. He's yeah. a higher floor. <laughs> yeah. So we know that he realistically, in the end, he probably should be in tier three. He'll probably be a tier three at least to begin with in terms of talent level at some mm-hmm. point. But if we're basing it off potential. He has yeah. potential to be a top six yeah. scoring winger, right? So yeah. I, I think he is towards the bottom of tier two. I think the Jets have players with more potential than Barlow, but I think he's still a tier two player. I think he has a higher ceiling than just being a middle to bottom six forward. So, yeah. And I think that is the end of tier two. I like you could argue a few prospects here, but I, I see them more as top end tier three guys yeah. personally. Um, let's, let's get into tier three because Elias Salamonson, I think is going to be in there. Um, where is Dominic DiVincentis? I'd yeah, throw probably. in there. I'd throw him in there just because of the season he had. Um, I'd throw Danny Jilkin in there. I don't think I'd throw Milich in at tier three. You think he's in I tier four? Maybe at the end of tier three. Yeah. Maybe at the end of tier three. 
Chiprakov um, for I I believe I think should be Chiprakov, yeah, for sure. Um, he's probably higher than Divincentis, and there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, are there any other names here that you're looking at that you have to have them in tier three? Maybe, tier three, maybe Milic, right? Milic is the at only the one that probably at the end. So you would yeah. rank right now. Divincentis is a better goaltender prospect right now than Milic, just because yes, for sure. I think I think that's a lock. I mean, Milic has done well this past year, but the season that Divincentis just put together, I think you can't really ignore that. Yeah. Um, if Milic comes out and has like he's going pro next year, like we said, if he comes out for the Moose and posts a nine ten save percentage or something over nine hundred nine oh five, wins a couple games, shows flashes. Um, I think that'll be really good for his development going straight into pro yeah. and putting up those numbers. But I just don't have as much faith in Milic developing as I do Divincentis at this moment. Like we know goalies are, are voodoo, but Divincentis <laughs> is just, he just put together an incredible season. So I think he, he deserves the the benefit of the doubt being higher up on that list. And Divincentis is younger by, I know it's just years, yes. but he yeah, has, yeah. he like Divincentis turned 19 this year. Milic will be turning 21. And Devin Chedges will be turning 20. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, I think I think that tier three, there's there's one extra name. But I think it. Okay. there's a couple guys. I'm, I mean, I'm comparing it to tier two. There's one extra name in tier three. I mean, oh, the only oh. other name. <laughs> I was like, who are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, well, I would maybe throw Kuzmin in, but we haven't seen enough. Mm, and I like him yeah. as a prospect. I think Kuzmin is more higher in tier four. At this yeah. current moment, I I think I'm gonna make an executive decision here oh. and throw Milich Milich down in tier four. I okay. think there should be a whole tier separating Divincentis and Milich. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think it's also hard Milich, to tell with goalies. Like, yes, it is. But Milich also like people are going crazy because they saw the World Juniors and all this. But there's a reason they got him in the fifth round, and there's a reason he has to go pro next year. Like he's, yeah. he's an overager. He's aging out of the WHL and like, this is it. Like as a prospect, he needs to hit like now because yeah. he's already 20, I believe going on 21. Yeah. So if he doesn't work out in the AHL in the next two years, then you're at 23 looking at more AHL time. You're not really moving the needle much. Um, I think Devin Chentis being younger Coming off the season he just had, I think he should be a full tier ahead of Milic. I don't know. Yeah, Milic did have a good year this year. I will. I he did. just to just to reiterate, uh, he did have a nine twenty eight save percentage with a two point oh eight goals against average. Yeah. So yeah. and and his previous season was a nine twelve with a two point four four. So he's been there a good go. goaltender the last two years. But yeah, there's a reason he was a fifth rounder. There's also a reason last year that Dominic Divincentis was a seventh rounder. So there was. But we, we will have to see. I, I think we I will. agree. I think Milic is on Milic is kind of in that bubble zone. He's yeah. kind of in the middle. But we get I, I, I will agree we can put him down into tier four. Alrighty. Um now anything else before we move on to tier four for tier three, you already mentioned Kuzmin. I think, yeah, more of a high end tier four. Um, I think the only name that you could really consider for this spot is Rashevsky. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Given I mean, he's under contract in Russia for, I believe, another year or two after this yeah, one. He's already 22. Like he's close to, like, graduating. Yeah. Um, but when and it's, he, if he doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. So 
that might be more of a tier four um yeah just based off his contract situation and what's going on there but just to reread tier three from left to right we had elias salamonson nikita chibrikov dominic divincentis and then danny jilkin mm-hmm. we were high on danny jilkin i think that's a good spot for him regardless yep. um two-way center in the third round showed a lot of promise with the kitchener rangers uh, i'm excited to watch him arguably yeah. the most um of some of the the higher end forwards like you know lambert is going to be good but jilkin how does he stack up against these players that are getting all the all the hype right that'll be like he looked really good last year at actual jets training camp exactly right so was that development camp or training camp no that was training yeah that looked actual training camp and as far as we know he got a look for the nhl roster so i'm 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 intrigued to see after a good ohl season how he looks this year yeah against some of these guys I remember posting a few of his clips where he just absolutely just blew by defensemen and people were commenting like, who was that defenseman? Like what, who, like it must've been like a, a prospect or an AHL level defenseman that he just blow by, like blew by. And then there was one time, I believe it was Brendan Dillon or Nate Schmidt. It was one of the, one of the veteran defensemen that he just completely over, like just went right by them with, with his speed. It was, it was really impressive. He's a very fast player, and I think very. he's good. He's as a third line center to have that kind of speed is going to be nuts. It is. It is. So I'm really excited to see him uh, at development camp this week. Let's move on to tier four. We've already got Milich in here. Um, you said Kuzmin, and I agree with that. Uh, we'll throw Rashevsky in there because he's he's definitely like he might age out. He might graduate in a year or two here, but. I'll throw I'll throw Zach um, Zachary Naring in here at tier four just because he's a third round pick. There's not a lot to like look for when it comes to Naring because he played in the USHL last year and that there's no clips really online that you can really find. If you search yeah. up his highlights, really nothing comes up. Um, it's it's an interesting prospect because not a lot of people knew about him. And he'll so, be there uh, tomorrow or will. as you're listening today. So yeah, there you go. He'll be at development camp. So that'll probably be for most people, their first look at Zach Naring. So yeah, 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 I agree. Um, Daniel Torgerson, I think should be yeah. here at, the, at the, at the lower end of tier four, just because he's still young. He's got like power forward tendencies. And I think he could be a bottom sixer in the NHL. Now for a second round pick, that's not really what you're shooting for is bottom six forwards, but the potential still there for him to develop a, b- a little bit more touch, a little bit more finesse to his game because he's got the power. He hits, he, he does all the, he plays the right way, quote unquote or whatever. Um, but he doesn't really have the, the finishing touch around the net yeah. at this very moment. Um, and we thought that was that, turning around. Cause we saw again right. in um, during the preseason games, he had a couple really mm-hmm. nice goals sitting in mm-hmm. front of the net, finding touch more than power. And, but, I, I I know you watched him more with the moose last year, but yeah. as far as I know, it wasn't as flashy as it looked during the preseason. No. no, he had some he had some really nice goals where he would lower his shoulder and go inside out. I think there was one goal on Red Wings first round defenseman Simon Edvinson where he just completely went around him and it was such a nice move. And I was like, I was asking the question, who is that defenseman? Then he just went by and it's the Red Wings like top line yeah. defenseman of the future. <laughs> Um, so you see flashes of the of the talent and the skill, 
but it just doesn't really come out enough, which I think tier four is a pretty good spot for him. If that's, if that's the case, um, is there anyone else looking at this list? Fabian like, Wagner is a name sure. that I, yeah. I would say, and then maybe I want to give him the benefit. I know he was a seventh round pick. I'm going to go, but Garrett yeah, you, Brown you as well. go Garrett Brown. I'm thinking yeah. Connor Levis. I know he was seventh Connor round Levis. pick, but lots of people had him higher. And I don't think he should go in tier five right away because that's more for guys that we know aren't going to hit slash they haven't hit right. as players. And I think we should give Levis the benefit of the doubt. We know he had talent, but he slid quite far. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I don't know. There's, I'll throw Tyrell Bauer. Yeah. Bauer. Maybe. I mean, like, Again, tier four is for like if you're if you're a player, it's for bottom six or bottom pairing at the NHL level, right? So Tyrell Bauer, in the future, like there's there's a lot of clips out there of the fights he's had and the hits that he's thrown. In the future, he could totally be a team's number six to just go out there and rough rough people up, like Luke Shen, um, if he can develop his skating a little bit more, just yeah. be that kind of player for a team, right? Um, I don't know. I'm looking at this list of players right now. And I'm not really seeing anyone for for tier four. If yeah. I was talking to, I sit with Dave Manuk of Illegal Curve at every Moose game. If he was here, he would want Henry Nikon in, in tier four. But I'm I'm not willing to to put him there. Um, I think I think he's a tier five. I think he's a at tier, this, at tier, this point. tier five. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody left is guys that have either not hit or we haven't seen enough. Like I know Jay, I know we were trying to make the case for someone like Connor Levis. I know we just drafted Jacob Julian, but that was also a left field pick. That was and a, that was a reach. Yeah. So I, I I don't think that. Yes, I know he's a fifth rounder, but he was 18 years old. He was 17, turning 18 this year, I believe. Or no, I guess he was 18. He was 17, and he turned 18 really quickly because his birthday's in September. Right. He put up 16 mm. points for a London Knights team. That yeah, I actually don't know how they did he's last big. year, but he's big, and that's about it. Um. So I'm going to try and remember these names for some of these guys. This is Anton Johansson, who's going to yep. be at Dev Camp. Um, yep. This is Austin Wong going into Tier 5. This is uh, Giovanni Velotti, fifth-round yep. pick of 2018. Um, yep. This is Harrison Blaisdell. This is Henry Nikonen. This is Jacob Julian. This is Jared Moe. This is Logan Neaton. And this is Simon Lundmark who will be at yeah. dev camp. And this is Simon Lundmark. I'm actually pretty impressed that I got all those names. I thought yeah. I was going to, I thought I was going to butcher one. I'm not going to lie, but this is, this is our list. I, to explain some of the tier five picks before we just move on to the list in general, the only question marks I think are Simon Lundmark and Jacob Julian. You already kind of touched on Julian, which was a bit of a reach. He's a big center. Didn't produce much at all with the London Knights. His ceiling is probably fourth line center. That is like a grinder type. Um, well, not like grinder, but like, you know what I mean? A power forward, yeah. fourth line center, defensive specialist kind of thing. And then Simon Lundmark with the Moose last year really struggled. And he was being rotated out of the lineup almost every other game for Ashton Sautner, Jimmy Olney, these players that um, don't have NHL upside, which is fine. Like you need good AHL defensemen. Jimmy Olney is one of them. He's you still want to win games, like right, right. Like Mark Morrison has to ice his best lineup, and that's what he was doing. And Simon Lundmark was not a part of those lineups at certain points in the year, right? Which 
is interesting because last year he was a partner with Ville Hanala for like the majority of the season. It was Chisholm and Gavanka and then Hanala Lundmark. And that was the Moose top four every single game. You could lock it in. But this year, it just wasn't there. The development, he just didn't progress. He took a step back. I don't know if he was hurt. Um, I don't know what it was, but I'm, I think he's more of a tier five player at this, yeah. at this stage. He just well, he's going to really be turning 23 early yeah. like as the season gets going he's turning so he's, 23 he's so almost he, graduated he, he, yeah this time next year we'll have to make a decision whether he's let's say he has a good season he's tier four if he's the same or if he's just graduated like he was a second round pick in 2019 like a lot of the, some a lot of these guys at yeah. the bottom here were late round picks in 2018 that sort of yeah. thing right so we're, we're getting down to getting down to the end here like a yeah. so he likes simon lundmark he's almost about to graduate out of being a prospect and he's still being rotated in and out of the ahl lineup that's not a good yeah. sign again i don't know if he was hurt or what but it, it'll be interesting to see next year where they slot him in because the moose depth has really taken a hit on the back end with presumably chisholm maybe hanala going up um Kavanka being traded to the sharks the other day their defense core is kind of in shambles. I mean, Kuzmin will come in. Uh, Lundmark will still be there. There will be some other names. Elias Salmonson maybe mm-hmm. will turn pro next year or the year after that. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. It'll be it'll be something to watch for, at least yeah, in, in training that's camp. That's for sure. That's for let's, sure. Um, let's roll through the list one more time, just for the people that aren't on YouTube. Um, in the graduated tier, we have David Gustafson, Declan Chisholm, Nathan Smith, and Vili Hanala. As a tier one prospect, which is a can't-miss prospect, future star, we have Cole Perfetti, and that's it. Uh, tier two, we have top-line players, you know, top six, top four. That's Brad Lambert, Rutger McGordy, Chaz Lucius, Colby Barlow, four forwards, four recent first-round picks. Um, tier three, which is more middle six or second pairing, uh, or there's a goalie in here as well. Um, but Elias Salomonson, Nikita Chibrikov, Dominic DiVincentis, and Danny Jilkin. Tier four, we've got Thomas Milich, Dmitry Kuzmin, Ryshevsky, Zach Naring, Daniel Torgerson, Fabian Wagner, Garrett Brown, Connor Levis, and Tyrell Bauer. Um, and then in tier five, we've got Anton Johansson, Austin Wong, Giovanni Velotti, Harrison Blaisdell, Henry Nikonin, Jacob Julian, Jared Moe, Logan Neaton, and Simon Lundmark. Um yeah. Let us know what you think of the list because, you know, Elliot went through the trouble of throwing all the names in here, throwing all the photos in here, making the tier list, and make your own. If you yeah. disagree it's, it's with on tier maker. list, yeah, search up Winnipeg Jets prospect list. Um, it's one of the first ones. It says like 2018 to present because anything besides that. Yeah, is, I guess we forgot to graduated. preface that. Yeah, yeah, we were, we wanted to say that 2018 was the last year that you could because you look at the 2017 draft, either the player has moved on like a Christian Veselainen or right. a Dylan Sandberg has graduated. Gavanka was in that 17 class. Yeah. Kovacevic, Arvid Holm, Skylar McKenzie, just names that people would know. Um, but yeah, yeah that, Those that's names what, have graduated that's, for sure. Yeah, they, they've either graduated or moved on or they've been traded or hmm, claimed off waivers and played, yeah. played well for another team. Um, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll keep like, like Connor said, Send us, we'll probably post this once the episode mm-hmm. goes up on Twitter. You can reply back with yours. 
kind of argue if your picks are different than than ours and kind of we'd like we'd love to see where everybody's at in terms of prospects. Yeah. this is one of like i was sitting there thinking of things to talk about on the show and hey this was one thing because people we know prospects are fun to talk about prospects are yeah. fun to watch it's it's a it's a cool part of how the game works so yeah and with dev camp this week it's it's a good time to do this because Maybe our opinions will change after DevCamp. We'll yeah. talk next week on the podcast um, about what we saw because there will be a lot to to take away from, from this whole situation. Um, there's a lot of things to watch for. I'm working on an article right now that's going to be things to watch for if you're going. Um, and then, obviously, I'm going to do some takeaways. We're going to do some takeaways on the podcast next week. It should be fun. I love going to Hockey for All Center, watching the the future Jets. It should be fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We're going to post this for sure. And I hope we'll post it after the episodes so that we don't get backlash and hate on it before the episode even comes out. Yeah, that's very <laughs> smart. There we go. <laughs> because when our takes are getting reamed out on Twitter, uh, then the episode comes out. No one's going to listen. Right. So yeah. we'll, 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 we'll hold on to it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, like we said throughout the episode, as much as. We may move players. Some guys will move up. Some guys will move down in future years. So hopefully next year when we get a chance to do this again, some guys may move up. Maybe a Brad Lambert yeah. moves to tier one. Maybe a, a military Kuzmi moves to tier three instead. Right. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. But yeah, that was lots of fun. Nice little chillaxed prospect kind of episode yeah. yeah there's no pressure on the prospect episodes you just sit back chillax and talk about the potential of players <laughs> yep and some will hit and some won't and you know what? because we aren't scouts or gms we won't get flack if they don't so exactly yeah no that's one of my favorite things about the draft is like i did my own rankings do i think my rankings are going to be correct absolutely not like the the draft is such a crapshoot, and you saw it with some massive reaches in the first round that we talked about on last week's episode. But it's just like everyone in the draft process is trying to tell each other that they're smarter than each other, when in reality, no one knows. Yeah, like like we we classified the Coyotes' picks as reaches. If they both turn out and they're both these like incredible big, uh, Simishev's a defensive defenseman. What if he turns into Jacob Slavin and then? Uh, Daniil uh, Boo, I think his last name is, is how you pronounce yeah. it. Um, what if he turns into Miko Rantanen? He's 6'5", yeah. like, sniper. Like, I don't know. Like, there's yeah. just these, you never, like, it's a reach by rankings, but you yeah. just never really it's, know. I, I know we talk about movies a lot, and I know I mentioned Draft Day last week. Oh, draft I'm, Day. I'm going to make a... Not I'm Draft make a, no, Day. No, 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 not, not a <laughs> Draft Day. Make a quote to Moneyball. Yo, at least appreciate this there we go. There better. we go. Yeah, they they say it in the movie when they talk about going into the rooms with the prospects that they draft and they're gonna sign. You don't know. You have no idea yeah. when you yeah. take a player. Yeah. You hope they show the flashes, but you never really know until you get to the point where you need to know. Yeah. So and you can you can look back on picks, like obviously and have hindsight. If you reach on a player and then you look back on the pick and it didn't work out, you can be criticized for that because it was a reach. But if you're just simply taking players at value, like the New York Rangers, can they really get like slandered for their pick in four years if Gabe Perot doesn't work out? He was a top 10 prospect by most things, right? 
Colby it's Barlow was yeah. in the 10 to 20 range. If he doesn't work out, you can't really, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting discussion to have, and we're not going to start it at minute 50 of this episode. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. another episode. Yeah. Um, but it's like, how much can you really criticize organizations for missing at like, if you're not reaching like the, again, yeah. the coyotes reached certain, it, it, certain it's, teams it's reached, simple but... things like Portland, in the NBA or the Cavs get bashed for taking Greg Oden and the latter Anthony Bennett. <laughs> but you it's can't, like any you, team would do that. Yeah. It, if you were the first, yeah. if you were in 2000, was that 2008 was the Kevin Durant draft? Yeah. yeah. Greg Oden was considered to be the best player in college basketball and in the NBA draft pool. Yeah. And, and, and if injuries didn't derail him, he would have been probably still playing and probably, well, maybe not now, but he'd be in his late 30s, in mid 30s right now. Yeah. But he'd still be considered, he was supposed to be considered one of the best centers in the league. Anthony Bennett was considered to be, yes, he was a late draft jump up because he looked good late in the year. Mm -hmm. But you also look at that draft and that draft sucked. Giannis would probably go first. But um, he would. Either way, like it's hindsight is always going to be 2020. You make <laughs> your picks based on what you see at that moment. If they don't work out, that's why there's seven rounds. And that's why it's every year. Exactly. And yeah, it's an interesting, really interesting discussion to have because you can't really like that. That's I, I just wanted to summarize that by saying prospects. We don't really know, but at the draft, even more so, it's like everyone knows more than you. But in reality, nobody knows. Yeah, it's like when I, when say I said, "Oh, Zach Benson isn't a top ten player in the class," which I don't believe. But say I said that, and someone was like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." Well, what if Zach Benson is like a complete bust in three years? And it's yeah. like, well, you're not gonna go and back on that take Austria, three like, years ago. Yeah, like you're not gonna go back to that take in three years and be like, "Oh, look, I was right. like, no one and really edit your tweet, know, go like... back and edit your tweet <laughs> and say Zach Benson's not a top ten player." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just it's such a crapshoot, honestly, and especially this year when all is apparently the most talented class we've seen in a long time. There's just picks that aren't gonna work out, or they are, or they're gonna really hit. Like, there's gonna be a pick in the. 15 to 25 range that is a top five player in the class for sure yeah. because that's just how talented this draft was and yeah you don't know right it could you be know, colby uh, barlow i, I think find well, out at, find out at death camp to, this to, week yeah <laughs> i mean for this draft pick two to 200 and whatever is kind of a crapshoot i'm sorry i know well yeah one there, yeah. there are exceptions to what we're saying yeah but but hey you know what? Maybe Connor Bedard isn't the star we think he is. Maybe he's only a sixty-point play at the NHL level. You never know. Obviously, maybe he's, we maybe he's too small. Can't hang. Can't <laughs> hang in the corners. He's too small. Maybe he's only a twenty-goal scorer and not a fifty-goal scorer. <laughs> yeah. We won't know until twenty thirty. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> no, with Bedard, we'll probably know in a year or two. Yeah. Let's be honest. Um, but but yeah. Either way, that was that kind of went off the rails at the end, but it was uh, it <laughs> was a really good, good episode. For. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a great episode, though. We had Brian yeah. join us at the start from the lake um, with some spotty reception, but we made it work. Um, and then the prospect pyramid—that's that's really fun. We want to do that every year. We'll probably do that every year the same week, like after yeah. the draft, before development camp. There's a little sweet spot there that we'll we'll do this. And uh, yeah, send us your prospect pyramids. Use the same one because. Let us know where we're wrong. 
um, we just went on a long tangent about how you could probably be wrong about certain prospects. So if you yeah. think you're right, go ahead. Um, comment under our post. We'll post it tomorrow and let us know. Cole Perfetti is maybe a tier two prospect. Maybe you're higher on Elias Salamonson. Maybe you think he's in the in the tier two. two. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, right? There could be a million arguments made about every single prospect on the board. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's fun to do. It's it's a good mental exercise with all the prospects in the Jets system right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So right. unless you've got anything else, we can we can get out of here. Good no, I, that's about it. It was a good Alrighty. episode. It was fun. Hopefully everyone will be at Dev Camp. Come say oh, hi yeah. if uh, if if you want to. Yeah. So. <laughs> come come say hi. We'll be there. Uh, it should be a really fun week. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Um, and yeah, I'll get out of here. I'll they need some luck right now, so I'll say go Sea Bears. Yeah, go Sea Bears. We're still top, but not for very long. Edmonton's kind of catching up with every, everything. Every, it, it's yeah. just a cluster in both conferences. That's your <laughs> that's your summer sports update. Boom. Yeah. No, they, the Sea Bears got to pick it back up. Two straight losses, unacceptable. All right, yeah. we'll get out of here. <laughs> go Sea Bears. Go Jets. Go. You've been listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network.